1: Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 is now in session. Is now in session.
0: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm. Episode number 287. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Why, well, we missed you last week, bud.
1: I know. It's been so crazy to hear. I'm sorry I missed the show. I'm assuming Scott did okay. He, he, he can get kind of rowdy sometimes.
0: Hey, uh, yeah, you know, it's Scott. I, I keep him around for a reason, though he knows what he's talking about at times. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a good show. I. I Piled in the news. I'm hoping everyone found it was use, useful and didn't so you, miss you too it, much. So you sucked up all the news last week because we don't have a ton of news this week. Yeah, I, I really used a lot <laughs> last week. So yes, so we'll have to milk this. But uh, we got some good there's, questions there's, though. Yeah, well, that's there's a true. couple of good questions. Good. I haven't had a chance to read them, so we'll see how that goes. Anyway, um, my luck. My luck. You already answered them last week, so I <laughs> check
1: I did try to check. So
0: oh good. Oh good. Good good. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll start with something that's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it is just is news. It's out there in our, our sphere. Um, I think the only thing interesting about it was that Google actually acknowledged it. Naturalnews.com was penalized by Google, and they were penalized because they were using a, quote-unquote, uh, sneaky mobile redirect. And I gather that mobile redirect was sending people to different content to, than what they were planning on seeing in the desktop. As a result, Google penalized it, and uh, they were completely removed. Uh, but they obviously made amends and submitted a re-inclusion request, and they were promptly back in the results. And I guess they're a big site, so yeah. Imagine and I think, that the, was I, think part the, of
1: the I think the story here is that people thought they were penalized because of fake news, right? And and it turns out that wasn't why they were penalized. They were being people were being redirected to strange places, which in a in a way could be fake news. You, you're going one way and you end up somewhere else. and so you're not getting what you thought you'd get. That's kind of what fake news is. But
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: <laughs> they, try, they try to convince you of something that's not really what it's supposed to be. So it's kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah. Like, and you, they're, you know, they're I never, saying they're, never, they're, they're, they're in typical. I do know. I won't get all political. But anyway, they they were uh they're, They say they're Trump supporters. And as a result, that's why they believe they were attacked. So they're trying to put together a lawsuit or petition. And uh, pfft. Anyway, oh, whatever. I mean, I
1: mean, there's so many people who tried to sue, sue Google because they were removed from the index for a penalty, and not I don't think a single one of them has ever even come close to winning. No. I Good mean, luck. Europe might have. There's some places in Europe where they may have gotten gained more ground in those courts, but definitely not in the
0: U.S. No, no I agree. Yeah. Anyway, not much there to say, but I wanted to share that with you. So if you got any uh, sneaky mobile redirects, they're on the lookout. How, how can we start show <laughs>
1: how, how can how can we start a campaign to correlate fake news to news as spam to email and black hat to SEO? That is basically all the same stuff, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: we got we gotta figure out how to make that connection in people's eyes so they start like hating fake news the same way they hate spam and black hat stuff.
0: Mm. Just a thought. I think the problem is so many people that see the fake news believe it and yeah. don't think it's fake news. <laughs> Unlike like <know>. the spam.
1: <laughs> yes, spam is pretty easy to identify these days. Yeah,
0: I got an uh, Instagram
1: spam just literally five minutes before we started the show. Someone joined my Instagram or followed me on Instagram. And it just like the name of their account was like pure blatant spam. I'm like, why do you even bother?
0: I guess you look like an easy mark.
1: Yeah, well, I am sometimes depending on what kind of... <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, um, next to the news here is that uh, Google is going to be shutting down Google site search or custom search by the end of 2017. Uh, Now, This is a bit of a blow to some people. I know I was about to build it into one of my client sites. Um, I really did like the system. Yes, you had to pay for it, but it was nice to be able to uh, have a site search that was more uh, functional and, and customizable. Uh, and and you know we obviously trust Google's systems to do a good job of the indexing, so uh, it was pretty effective. Have you have you used yeah. it before? We've we've used it on our sites for
1: years, and I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what the solution is going to be coming out of our IT departments um, to what we're going to replace it with. But I can tell you, we've also had major issues with it for years too. So it'll be interesting to to maybe get some newer, more effective technology in
0: place. Yes, indeed. Well. According to Google, they're directing consumers to either the ad-powered product, so the same thing but it had ads on it, or their that's new for us, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that sucks, or their new cloud search product. Now I looked into the cloud search and it, I don't know; it's not making a lot of sense to me. I mean, I've only had a few minutes to look at it. I am; it's uh, apparently it's part of the G Suite, the Google Suite, but hmm. I uh, I don't have it. And now I went into Google Suite and I noticed that there is. Um, there's three levels now Google suite basic Google suite business and Google suite enterprise so who knows which of those is in obviously not basic because I don't have it and, well, you have,
1: so uh, according to their according to
0: their site yeah I don't know doesn't even mention website stuff on their site it just mentions yeah. files and stuff I was, I'm looking at the g, g suite plans
1: so like the basic one it doesn't mention yeah it gives you 30 gigs of cloud storage but the same thing about cloud search
0: Huh. Yeah, well, in in this case, Cloud Search, quote, unquote, use the power of Google to search across your company's content in G Suite from the Gmail and Drive to Docs, Sheets, Slides, Calendar, and more. So they don't mention anything about a website anymore. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's not a replacement product. Anyway, I tried to dig up a little more info before uh, we talked about it. But uh, as typical as Google it is, it, I didn't find anything. I even tried to add it or find it within my own administration area for Google Suite, and it doesn't even seem to, seem to show up. Uh, hmm. Anyway. Such a mess over there. <laughs> it's just uh, anyway, it's
1: it's it's one of those things where they got
0: way too many things going on to really excel at, at some of these new things. They do, yeah, they really do. And and it's, I mean, I still go with them. I'm still the sucker using them. But I have to admit their products are pretty good. Otherwise, well, uh, well, it's just, well, it was just can't assume they're going to be very stable at times.
1: And and maybe we're just a little early because if they're if they're shutting this down by the end of the year, it's only March, right? And that gives them plenty of time to put together and market a replacement. So maybe we're just ahead of the curve, and they're they're going to take this cloud search and do something really cool with it that we're not aware of yet because they haven't finalized yeah. it. Yeah, but
0: well, I mean, going tell it before they get rid of. Yeah, search. let's 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 announce it before it's ready. Right? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty yeah. Google-esque.
1: They're, they're just, yeah, they're not going to announce the replacement. They're just going to announce the end of the the current one,
0: <laughs> and suggest a replacement, which actually exists on the site, but isn't. Actually, doing what they say it's going to do exactly. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, let uh, let you take the next one here. You wrote it down.
1: Yeah. So uh, one of the companies that track these kind of things, uh, as far as what shows up in search results, you know, how many local search boxes are in there, knowledge graphs, and that kind of stuff, they basically put out a report said uh, Google Answers. Knowledge cards or live results. So those are the things you get when you, if you type in what's well, George Worthing's birthday, and it just tells you the answer. I mean that's just one of the. the there's a number of the things that do that, but those are the kind of things we're talking about here. Those kind of results are now in 50% of the search results. So half of the thing, half of the search results that they tracked. I mean it's not going to be everything because they don't track everything, but 50% of the, the 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 terms and the queries that they track have either answers knowledge card or live results built into them that's pretty significant in my mind ross i mean because that means for any half of the results in google that number one listing just got pushed down to almost below the fold right in yeah. some cases so that makes a huge difference it also means that we as, as seos really need to start if you haven't already understanding and practicing and putting in things into implementation that help get our clients into those spaces, into the answers, the knowledge cards and, and live results. And that's, that's a whole other subset of what we do that now is going to start taking on a bigger focus, I think.
0: It's, uh, yeah, I, just, uh, I would love to, I, I'm getting better at taking screenshots as time goes on, but, you know, you get busy. But I'd love to go back and just look at every five years how Google's search results have changed and look. It must be just Mind blowing. Five have years ever, is like light years, but are there,
1: are there any pages on google.com tied to archive.org, like search result pages, or is it just standalone pages? I wonder if archive.org has any of the search result history.
0: Mm. Probably just the home page. I don't think they'd have any of the search results, but you never know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I know there's people who have been really diligent about taking screenshots, I just uh, haven't. <laughs> yeah.
1: i guess the point of this is just be aware that this industry is constantly changing and this is to me is one of the next big changes on the horizon how do we help our clients appear in these new places at the top of the search result pages if we yeah. can if the if the search result even allows us to participate right
0: if they even allow us good point yeah, yeah. if you're not paying for it that is Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right well let's uh take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about uh panda and some uh, Mueller files. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on air experts and peers, and engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google, and LinkedIn so you can reach us before and after every program located on our new social shareable live streaming player access the new cranberry radio live stream player at our website cranberry.fm do
1: you have cold hard cash burning a hole in your pocket let cranberry radio lighten your load Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm.
0: Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to
1: eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1 866 625 5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
0: Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So this, uh, another one you added here about Panda. I'm interested to hear more about this.
1: Yeah, um, Barry wrote up an article on this. Um, apparently, this this probably should have been under Mueller Files, actually. So if you want, we can actually start the Mueller fires now if you want to do your dumb voice.
0: <laughs> well, now I'm not. Good. All right, it worked. Yes. Oh, fine. <laughs> no, I didn't even do the number. Hey, yeah, that's not my dumb voice. That's just Mueller files.
1: <laughs> anyway, oh, yes, the Mueller oh, files. Huh? Keep moving on.
0: <laughs> I, I did my. About... I got to do my dumb voice last time, so because you weren't on, I got to go all out. <laughs> some people say
1: your normal voice is your dumb voice, but we won't
0: say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, to to move on. So there was some discussion. Um, someone asked John Mueller. Um, Uh, about site architecture and and how it impacts um seo and specifically tied to panda and his answer was basically and here's actually the quote he said when we look at panda we see that something is not you know more like a general kind of quality evaluation of the website am i reading this right and it takes into account everything around the site so basically what he's saying is they're looking at everything in the site as a whole Um, And when it comes to site architecture, some of the examples that were given in this conversation were um, category pages. So if you have really bad category pages, um, how does that impact the other pages of the site? And we knew this all along from Panda. If you have a bunch of bad low quality pages, it impacts all the pages of your site. So um, this ties into architecture and and Barry didn't go into it in detail on his article too much, but how this ties into in the site architecture is really, if you have certain subsets of pages on your site that are not as optimized as others, or you have a section of your site, I love to use um, inventory uh, of of like a uh, real estate. If you have the MLS listings on your site and all the houses are listed, you know those are lower quality pages um, because they're really duplicate content. Every real estate site on the planet is trying to list those same houses. Uh, So if, if, if you're, have a bunch of those indexed on your site those lower quality pages are going to bring down the entire site so when it comes to architecture when you're talking about this we know panda really impacts every every page on your in, on your site can impact every other page based on its quality that's one of the things that panda does right if you have one page that's bad, it's not going to have a big impact on the rest of the site. But if you have a whole section of your site or a whole category of types of pages that are all bad, that's going to have more of an impact. I think that's what they're trying to get at here. Mm-hmm. Do, do you agree, Ross? Did you
0: have a chance to read it? I did have a chance. I kind of glanced it out as we were talking, but, um, I, yeah, I can't really comment on it. But, I mean, it makes sense. Right, so
1: just just be aware that if you have bad quality pages on the site, the more of those you have, whether they're it's a section of the site or you have a hundred categories of, uh, on your directory page. And the directories is a whole other thing we're going to get to in a minute, but we're we're talking about different types of pages. If you have a bunch of something that's not a high quality, it's going to bring down the other pages of the site because of Panda. Yeah,
0: it's it's interesting because I mean. I, yeah, you'd have to have, it have to be pretty significant. I would imagine how bad they are and also um, how many, you know, yeah. percentage wise. Yeah, I think it has to be a pretty good percentage. Yeah. I really do. Uh, okay. Well, uh, more Mueller files here. Optimizing for podcasts. I thought this was kind of funny. It was brought up. Um, and I think it's really timely, frankly, because it seems like everyone's starting a podcast. Uh, you know, the all oh, these followers. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they uh, I, I've seen quite a few start up, and, and I mean they're a lot of fun. I, I guess the news got out, but uh, I hope the the space doesn't get too saturated. In any case, uh, there were some questions to John about uh, John Mueller about how to uh, to optimize a podcast, and he was he was mentioning that uh, it, it's best that you provide some content about the podcast around the link. Um, he did say that. Going as far as a transcription would be a good idea because it does provide people with more information if they don't want to listen to the file and they happen to find the page based on your description. Um, and the transcriptions, only problem with them is they're very expensive to make if you're going to do them on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. currently, there aren't really any decent automated options. If anyone knows of one, please post it on our, our Google Plus community forum. But I don't know of any. Uh, last I look, which was about, I guess it was about last year, so who knows, Um, there was nothing that great. YouTube has one uh, built in, which will do a pretty good job of taking audio and moving it to text. But I don't know um, if there's anything else that's affordable. In any case, I would love to do a transcription for ours, but I'm not sure that the systems would understand half the stuff we say. (laughs) (laughs) Especially Um, with those voices you use. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Um, So next, uh, consider naming the podcast something effective. Uh, We're pretty lucky with ours.
1: Are they talking about the name of the podcast or the name of each episode? Podcast.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, making it some fancy, dancy, catchy name that really just sounds airy-fairy. It's just like uh, naming an article. You don't want to make it all gobbledygook. You want it to make sense, right? You want it to reflect the content.
1: So you're talking about something like webcology. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Actually, had, yes.
1: <laughs> a had to good go a show, little,
0: but I don't know. I <laughs> did a little dig at Jim Hedger, Dave yeah. Davies. Um, but that is a good example. In fact, Jim was often the, my prey when he worked for me because he did that all the time with his articles. He always said fancy, dancy, fluffy names. Like, no, make it more descriptive. <laughs> um, so, yes, SEO 101 is a good example of a good name because uh, obviously it reflects what we're talking about. So just try not to be too airy-fairy with the name and uh, that that will help. Um, I was, I guess, I wasn't surprised, but even, you know, he didn't get into any more of the specifics, such as Libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N, uh, which is used for uh, hosting and uh, uh, distributing podcasts. It's a great platform we use for uh, our marketing, our first dentist marketing uh, podcast. Uh, but. Uh, I'd be and, interested and, to
1: know. Yeah. I'd be interested to know, like vi- video on YouTube. When you embed a video on a website, it actually has an impact on the optimization of that, both in YouTube and organic search. It's a small impact, but some. I wonder if embeds also have an impact on podcasts.
0: Hmm. That's a good
1: question. But then again. To pod, they don't have a podcast result like they have a video result in Google. They can't go and listen to a podcast straight from a Google result, or or get a link to an episode. Can you?
0: Not, not that I know of yet. But you know that's yeah. got to be coming, considering the the popularity is just exploding. You would think so. Yeah, um, but you know he didn't mention Libsyn or the even simply more simply the possible importance of an RSS feed and how that can have an impact. I guess he was oh. just speaking specifically to. Um, the content on the page because uh, that was originally the question. Anyway, so it was uh, interesting. I loved seeing it and thought it was kind of fun to add. So.
1: Uh, I, would say, I would say, just going to mention here that if you type SEO 101 into Google as one word or rank number two most of the time, no, one number one most of the time, if you're typing it as two words, SEO space 101 rank number two most of the time. So we're pretty optimized.
0: Yeah, it is we, pretty good actually. Um, yeah. Moz is always up there trying to beat us out there. Yeah, Bruce uh, Clay sure tries to beat him. us too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do To some to bounce around. Um, yeah. I've seen us once, uh one, but it doesn't happen very often.
1: All oh, I see is one all the time. Oh yeah, Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's uh, where we should be. And drum roll. <laughs> yeah, we're number one. I, just, <laughs> I just I just search uh, I, I just searched we're number one right now. For the com- the combined. And double check and we're Oh, sorry, we're not number one for separated. Our Google Plus community is number one for separated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that, that might be personalized results now that I think about it. Though, so. All
0: right. Uh, so uh, another good question I thought was really timely. It's something that uh, I get asked a lot about, or image opt- is image optimization for Google. And I was, not sure I'd say pleasantly surprised. It's, it's nice to see things stay still sometimes, but... Then again, it's not. Anyway, what do they need these days uh, for optimization? Does Google's advances in image recognition minimize the need for image SEO? I'd like to hope so, but apparently not. Uh, John Mueller said, and I quote here, I could see that happening in the future at some point at the moment. This all really helps us a lot to understand what the images are all about. Uh, That...
1: The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our simple-truth organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Whew, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
0: Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone doesn't really make sense, does it? it No, he doesn't. I shouldn't have pasted that. Anyway, really what it comes down to is um, having, again, I'm quoting him here. So having clear file names, the alt attribute on the link to the image, title tag, all of that helps. A caption below the image, kind of the text around the image as well. All of that helps us understand what the image is about. So that's something I wouldn't skip, at least not for the moment. I could imagine, I don't know, maybe five or 10 years in the future that things are working so well with images that we need to. Just need to see that image once and understand exactly what it needs to rank for. But I don't see that happening in the near future. Yeah. I, and, I, I thought and it was what, pretty interesting because I'd written the whole things on how to optimize images and none of it's changed by the looks of it.
1: So wasn't there a thing a few couple of years ago, not that long ago? I thought I read, and I'd have to dig to find it, that Google did make some advances in parsing text out of images. You know, there had to be specific circumstances, like it had to be pretty Pretty contrasty. You couldn't have text on a really busy background. But they were getting much better at reading text out of images. But that again, I haven't heard much about that. But I,
0: I believe I read that a couple of years ago. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. in the fact, I'm sure they can do everything we want them to. It's just a matter of scaling it. Yeah. I can't even imagine the processing power. They they still can't index flash. <laughs> do they want to? Is flash even around still? I don't see it now. Don't Yeah. <laughs> Google um, killed it anyway, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, in short, I'll uh, cover a little more detail here on images. Uh, it's still pretty fresh in my mind. That article was quite a few years ago, and it's kind of shocking. It hasn't changed much. Not for many things stay still in SEO, but um, image optimization. You know, including pick of image of in the file names, and then whatever it is that the image is of, um, including that also in the uh, alt attribute. Uh, maybe even the title. The title should more reflect what you want it to say. Um, captions specifically have to describe what, uh, the well, should just describe why the, the image is even there. I mean, that's that's in relation to the content on the site.
1: So there's a couple, there's, can you talk a little bit about, there's two tags that people get confused about all the time on right. an image, right? Can you talk about that a little bit? I think that's a, a really good thing for our listeners okay. to hear again.
0: So do you mean the title tag versus the alt tag? Yes. (laughs) I have to look it up because I always get them confused. I don't even use the (laughs) title tag. Honestly, I always have to look this up. It's like my own thing. It drives me crazy. Um, So why don't you speak of it? Because I'm going to have to look it up right now.
1: So the the alt tag is the tag that is used when the primary reason for it to be there is so when, believe it or not, when a blind person surfaces, searches or surfs the web and they get to your web page and it, it the, the screen reader reads the stuff to them, it tells them this is a picture of it and it uses the alt text to describe the picture to to someone in blind. And it's part of the 508 C compliance that you have to do to have your website compliant for the handicapped, right? The, the title now that tag. That I got
0: down. The title tag yeah. is the one that I always forget the reason for. It.
1: The title tag <laughs> Title tag, and I'm not sure what the reason for it is, but this is where people get confused, right? I've had so many people ask me, how come when I mouse over this image that the the alt text doesn't show up? You know how sometimes you'll mouse over it and it'll tell you what the image is in your browser? When you mouse over an image, the text that comes up comes from the title tag, not the alt attribute, right? Now, and this is interesting to me because For a long time, I've been under the impression that the the alt attribute, you really need to have that content in there. It makes sense, and the search engines use it. I was always under the impression that the title tag content tied to an image isn't really used that much by the search engines for for, for indexation purposes, right?
0: Yes, it's here. Um, The image title should provide additional information and follow the rules of a regular title. It should be relevant, short, catchy, and concise. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Now, I, uh, yeah, the alt attribute, I use those religiously, and I I police my clients to make sure that they use that for people who are blind. In fact, I was uh, one of uh, the people who worked with a client to create the first um, search engine for the blind called usearched.com. Completely accessible. Of course, it didn't last long, but. Uh, there just wasn't no, enough business cool, in it,
1: but it was cool. I bet you there'd be more now. It's something. To, when was that? How long ago was that?
0: Wow. Because five, you six know, years ago, maybe even longer. Yeah.
1: The internet usage in the past five or six years is exponentially larger than it was when you did that. There's probably more of a market now than there was then for sure.
0: True. Yeah. It, anyway, it was really interesting. Um, uh, what a learning curve that, uh, Whatever is that? 50 whatever C was, what's that you said about the, the five, standard?
1: 508. Five
0: yeah, was. I I had to hire someone just to understand yeah. it. It was pretty yeah.
1: intense. And there, there is a tool out there. Um, I think it's even on the W3C. W3C.org is the, the organization that really controls markup for HTML, HTML5. It's the w3c.org is where you go. They have tools at that website that allow you to run your site through a verifier to see if you have any problems with your code for HTML or CSS. They also have one for 508c compliance. So if you wanna see if your site is handicap compliant or if there's any issues tied to that, look, look for that tool. Um, it's a 508c compliance or verification
0: tool. Holy crap. So I was way off. World's first accessible search engine. You searched the .com, we helped develop in 2004. Oh, geez. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say the market's a little bigger for that now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was a lot of fun. Though. I was pretty proud of that. We used Lee Roberts. He was uh, quite the uh, expert in that area. Yeah. So uh, so what? what's your... It?
1: What's your take on when to use an alt attribute tag? Because I have I get this question all the time, and I usually say you want to use the alt attribute tag primarily on images that are related to the content of the page. You don't want them. You don't want to really use it on uh, placeholder images or or graphic images that are tied to the look and feel of the site. You want to use it on content specifically that's related to or images specifically related to content on the page.
0: Well, this is my preference. I'm not sure how this <laughs> would ever stack up to the uh, the standards, but I, I use it only in, in images that are used within the content. Yes, I don't use it for right. any of the structural images or anything like that. I right. mean, if it's a significant image, uh, uh, yes, but you know, no, otherwise it, I don't. Yeah, maybe a logo in the header or something like that. that uses, yeah, yeah right? or you know, if you've got a major, yeah, exactly, a header, some sort of graphic there, I think that's important. That just got made it maybe add some context and and some enjoyment to the page for anyone who who can't see it well.
1: Yeah, but the the little image in the footer that's a Facebook logo that li- links over to your Facebook page. You don't need to put an alt attribute that says Facebook logo on that yeah. by any means.
0: No, no. Yeah. No, but it, yeah. Wow, what a trip down memory lane. <laughs> and holy cow, <laughs> I'll send you this link. It's pretty funny. I'll post it uh, for anyone who wants. to Oh yeah, to see I'd love it. to see it. I would love to see it. World first. Accept- the site's not up, obviously, but. Uh, uh, th- this this press release we created uh, it has usearch.com in it a few times. <laughs> Good old optimization back then. <laughs> oh dear, yes. We want you to search, you search, so you can search for you. <laughs> no, no, we you know we didn't hire you. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I'm surprised it's still there. We still have quite a bit of content from back then that still shows up. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, Okay. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. we come back, we're going to get into uh, one or two more pieces of news and then some great listener questions. SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
1: Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
0: Welcome back to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step4th Web Marketing, Inc. So, John has added another nail to the directory coffin. Tell me all, (laughs) I haven't heard this. (laughs) So,
1: so... In case you didn't know, directories are pretty much dead in the water these days, unless it's one of the top few directories on the internet. Um, and somebody wrote John on Twitter, basically said, um, "John Mueller, what about directory submissions?" Basically, talking about things you can do to help SEO. And his answer was real simple: generally, no. <laughs> so, and it makes, and we've known this for a while. Directories. Um, they're very low quality. Most of them, um, have, were discounted many years ago as being any viable, any type of viable resource for either links or authority, any of that kind of stuff. The one place where they do make some sense these days in my mind is when you're doing citation creation for local search, right? Yeah. Nap stuff. Um, but as far as link attribution and, and, you know, um, authority building from that perspective, they're pretty useless.
0: Uh, it's good to see that. I've never been a fan of directory submission. I mean, it, I guess it was simple, but simple always led to bad results. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it never had any, any lasting power if something was simple to do.
1: And people, um, And what people forgot to do with directory submissions, they think, oh, it's a link. But they forgot that there's so many variables around what's a quality link and what's not. Like, is the site quality? Is the page you're listed on, you know, uh, rel- you know, really relative to your site. All those other variables you look at when you're defining whether their links are quality, people seem to forget those when they do, do directory submissions and directory links. It's just I don't know why. They just kind of like, eh, that doesn't count for this. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, let's uh... Trying to do too many things at once here, making notes on uh, some other stuff. So, uh, oh, yeah. You're going to start up that search engine to get the I know you are. You know, half want to reach out to them and see. But, yeah, no, I I don't have the time. It is interesting. Though. I, <laughs> I love doing anything that helps the net, right? That's pretty cool. We don't get to do that very often. Um, That's true. In any case, uh, you also have a note here on Google Panda. Um, we already talked about that, actually. Somehow that note got in there twice. Oh, yeah. I was going to think, going. Man,
1: really... Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. You guys,
1: if, if we want to talk about site
0: architecture again, we can. But I think they're, they're already yeah. tired. Of it. Yeah, we've done all shows <laughs> on that one. That's easy. Okay, yeah. so let's get into the listener questions. The first one's from Chris Clayton. It says I was wondering if somebody could advise me what to do about removing bad links to my website. It would appear that somebody has hacked a legit website and attached every page, or at least a majority of them, of one of my websites onto its URL but hidden in the website's image folder. Whoa, what a mess. They have basically copied the exact code from my web web pages. I'm not really concerned about these illegally copied pages competing with my own because they aren't ranking well. What concerns me is the bad links it's sending to my website because they are using exactly the same code. I've got over 2000 external links from this hacked website. I'm sure you guys will know more about this than me, but I fear that Google will interpret these as spam links and this will have an impact on my search engine rankings. Okay, well, but he had one more um,
1: question. Does, does anybody know that uh, if this is the case, and what course of action he should take? And I think that what course of action he should take is the piece that makes is the part that we should really
0: cover. Because yeah, he's right that there's a small chance that can happen. I mean, I don't really think if a site already had extremely low quality, um, I, I would think that these links would just be ignored. Really.
1: Yeah. But I, I think you have to be think careful. About, think about both sites, right? So the site that was hacked. And has all this stuff in the image file. Google, if they've detected this, has already notified that site that they've been hacked, and they may have taken action on that site until they get their hacked site cleaned up. Right, so those links might already be discounted until the the host site cleans up its action. Um, nothing you can do about that. You probably don't even know whether that's happening unless you maybe you can go search for the domain, do a site colon search for the domain to see if it shows up at all. Um, or, but that's one aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. And to your point, Ross, I agree. I, I think that Google knows they're hacked. There are pages in an image folder that are all duplicate content of somebody else's site. They're they're probably not going to count them. However, there's a couple things we can do or you can do um, to ensure that it doesn't impact you. One for future instances of this and, and one right now. Right? So right now, go ahead and disavow that domain. There's, there's no reason not to. And if mm-hmm. it will make you feel more comfortable, do it and do the whole domain. That way you make sure every page is covered, unless it's got a, a really relative site to yours and they've got other valuable links to your site outside of the hacked ones, um, just disavow the whole whole domain.
0: Yeah, don't leave anything to chance. That's the way I work. Um, yeah. There's too many weird things that can happen and there's so little you can do about it if it does happen. So just protect yourself.
1: The other thing I would do though, is go into your site now, if you can easily, and add um, rel equals canonical tag for your pages pointing back to the root of that page. So if you have an about us page, for example, you can go domain.com slash about us on that page, put a rel equals canonical back to the same page. That way if they copy your code again exactly, they're also copying that rel equals canonical tag, which will then make sure that none of those spammy pages get indexed and, and, they, and they're not going to have any impact on you at all from that perspective.
0: Nice. Good job. Okay, so the next question is from Carl Bush. Uh, Carl's asked a few questions of us before, and they're always good. So he says, yep. I have my wedding videography site, uvfilms.co. I have about 10 different domains that forward to my main site. Two of these do- 10 domains, wow, this is a long one Cedar Rapids Wedding and <sighs> Iowa City Wedding Videographer.com. Uh, So the first question, from an SEO standpoint, (laughs) standpoint, am I better to build a one or two page site for each of these domains and then have links to my main site, uvfilms.co, or just keep them forwarding to my main site? I was thinking about building a one or two page site to help with rankings for those specific cities. Also, my main site, uvfilms.co, already ranks in the top four local search for those keyword searches. Did you hear that? Can you hear it? That's me cringing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I definitely thought I heard you cringe when I first said that. Yes. (laughs) So I would, first of all, not create those separate domains. If you want to afford them, go Mm -hmm. for it. They're not really doing anything for you unless you've got them on something um, such as advertisements or any kind of offline material. I really don't think they have any benefit. Uh, The days of that is long, long, long gone. Of 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 leveraging those, you know what I might do is create if I don't know you've already said you've got rankings for <laughs> these areas. Yeah. Um, if you really wanted to get better rankings, perhaps uh, you might want to create individual pages within your site that are focused on those areas and devoted to um, uh, information about those areas and the services you offer there. Um, and then, if you want to redirect. You know, provide, let's say, the Cedar Rapids Wedding Videography. You could create a page for that and then have cedarrapidsweddingvideography.com pointing to that, uh, again, if you really want to keep them. Up. But that will help you. Those pages will help you. The domain won't. But the pages will help you because they will add a little more um, clarity to the services you're offering in, the, in those areas, and it, will, yes. it could be a better chance. Right. So so,
1: so actually, Mark Taylor answered this question in our Google community a couple times and got some feedback from Carl. And Mark Taylor nailed it big time, as he always does. Um, his first comment was, stop, stop what you're doing right away, which which was great. Um, and, and the one thing that that I think kind of skips this is he's got these 10 different domains are already redirecting. Right. I think he's talking about stopping the redirects and building these sites. So, yes, do not do that. But then through that conversation in the comments on the community, um, it, um, Carl kind of basically said, hey, I'm doing this because of the keywords in the domain. Right. And <laughs> and, and Mark p- properly said that, that you know, the keywords in the domains. Um, what's the word for that um, direct match? What is that? Uh, well, they, I, I haven't used them in so long. I can't remember the acronym for them anymore. Uh, the key, keyword filled domains. Um, anyway, whatever that is, I it, it's been quite a few years since those had really any major impact on websites at all. So if your strategy exact is to buy
0: dom-
1: yeah, exact match um, EMDs. So if you're if you're thinking about, oh, I'm gonna buy a bunch of domains with different keywords in them and point them all to my site so I can get traffic for those terms, that does not work, period. Now, if you're thinking about building sites on those domains, full blown, fully operational, fully content updated sites, possibly, as long as they have all their own unique content, all their own link, you know, unique backlink profiles, as long as they're not all interconnected, creating a site network, You know, that may have some value, but I I agree with Ross 100% on this. Build that content on your site. Sure, take one of these domains and redirect it if you want to use it in any other kind of promotional, even though those are pretty long domains. Um, It wouldn't look good on a business card, I'm pretty sure. Um, But, you know, if you use those, build pages on your site, redirect those domains to the internal pages of the site. You know, you can use them that way, but don't expect them to improve your rankings at all.
0: Well said. I hope that helps you, Carl, and also you, Chris. Uh, we really appreciate your questions. It's always nice to end the show with uh, some very uh, well detailed questions too, because uh, yeah, makes us think a little harder, right? Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening.